0: Journal Entry 1 Juniper made me this journal so I could write about my days. She said it might help jog my memories and help me pass the time. I really hope she's right. I'll keep at this, but somehow it doesn't feel natural. It feels like a new thing, even though everything by default seems new. I keep thinking about Juniper and how much she tells me happened to her in the first days on Tristful. Finding that monster, befriending the preacher Rosewood. Finding me but I keep thinking about Rosewood. I know she says she trusts him and I know she can take care of herself because she has dream blood magic, but it still makes me nervous. Maybe it's selfish of me, but if something happened to her, I I wonder if I would just wind up trapped here alone forever. I want out of this dream so badly and she says that she'll find a solution, but all I have is her word. I have no choice but to trust her. Sometimes I wonder if I made Juniper up in my head. I wonder if I've lost my mind. Imagining up a beautiful, noble girl who's been banished from an evil empire to come save me feels like something I'd make up, but all I can do is trust and have a little faith in Juniper and this rosewood, and maybe have a little faith myself. I don't have a name yet to sign this with, but until then, signed with Hope, you. Welcome to Diceology, an actual play podcast dedicated to telling you stories in an anthology format. We're here for the role playing and the rolling. I'm your host and GM, Dane, and with me today is...
1: Hi, I'm Natalie.
0: And Natalie and I uh, will be picking up our game of Lady Blackbird today. If you are just joining us on this episode, in short, um, in Lady Blackbird, when a character comes up against difficulty, uh, they roll a number of dice equal to uh, traits and tags that they have associated with what they're doing and I set a difficulty on a number of successes that they roll on those dice on a scale from two to five and a success is they roll a number of d6s and if they get a four or higher that is a success um and if their number of successes equal they succeed and if not I present them with consequences um but if you if that was a <laughs> that's a little bit narrow there's some more to it but you're gonna catch on real quick um, and I just really want to jump back in with uh, Lady Blackbird, with Juniper and Natalie. So are you ready to get started? Heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I don't know why I said that.
0: That's fair. Don't worry. I'm, I am also excited, <laughs> and when I'm excited, I'm a dork. So it's fine.
1: Especially about this stuff.
0: Yeah. No. For sure. So I have a question that I'm going to start this this, uh, this game with. What does a dream blood dream about?
1: That is a good question. Hmm. I can't imagine that it's too different from most people's dreams. Um, I think. I think really the only difference is she probably sometimes like. <laughs> like an object or a person or like just like a feeling will appear that she's seen in someone else's dream. So their dreams can kind of get intertwined with hers occasionally. Um, which is probably just a consequence of entering that world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'd say she's most like everyone else. She dreams about people in her life and the way she's feeling and what she wants and what she's scared of. While she's here, she's probably dreaming of her family um, and the things that she's seen and the people she's met. And where is here, by the by? She's staying with Father Rosewood on Tristful,
0: right? I believe, right? Yeah, so brief recap. You are Lady Juniper Blackbird, or maybe more accurately, the former Lady Juniper Blackbird. Um, You've been banished from the new empire, from your home on Palace, and you traveled out to the frontier planet Tristful, where in a town called Copper Ridge, uh, an old friend of your father's, um, the the aforementioned father um, Oliver Rosewood, has agreed to let you stay with him for some period of time. Um, after you, you helped him put down a Mustang, which was a biomechanical, uh, old empire creature. Uh, did anything else of note happen while you were, were doing that?
1: Yes, it did. Um, I found in a mech, an old broken down mech, a part of it that still worked. Um, and I found a mind in that piece of the mech. And I entered it and I found a woman who was in distress and who couldn't find her way out of essentially the room that she is seeing herself in mm-hmm. within this piece of the mech. Um, and so I'm carrying that piece with me right now. And my goal is to help her
0: okay. get out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty good to me um cool so you are asleep in 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 rosewood's home which is also sort of a temple uh and you kind of awoken to the sound of um something frying probably and i should probably describe his his home as you're waking up you kind of get to we get a kind of like a look around the the place, and it's it's a small rectangular building, and I think I remember describing it as a as made out of pine wood, like exclusively from trees um that 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 uh mm-hmm. that were felled around here. It's got that small porch, and it has that sliding door. It's it's raised a little bit up on stilts, um, and inside there's not a lot of furniture. Uh, barely three rooms. There's a small bathroom and a shower, a sleeping area which is separated by a half wall that is. Very clearly, Rosewood's place, um, and then there's the main room. The main room it contains basically just a single wood stove, which is where Rosewood is currently. I don't know what he's frying. What would be good? Like, maybe he's frying some sort of like um, tofu equivalent sort of sort of situation, like some sort mm-hmm. of um, high in protein, high in calories, but small in size sort of food um, that that they make here on Tristful. Probably something with corn, I'd imagine. But there's this, just this single wood stove in dead center in the in the room, and it heats the whole place, Uh, and as well as it provides light and cook things. You've only been here, you have been on Tristful for a total of 24 hours now, and in that time you have used money realistically for the first time in your life. Uh, hunted down a monster, and found a weird person inside an ancient machine. And uh, now you are in a home that doesn't seem to have any real electrical power, just running water, um, which I would imagine is a first
1: for Juniper. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Her, her old home was super fancy.
0: Yeah. So there's just this wood stove, and then there's a small shrine to the Ten Saints because Father Rosewood is of the faith. Um, and there's a desk where he clearly does some work. It's really messy. Like, the desk is, like, the only... Like, there's not enough things in this room and house, uh, to really get the place messy exactly, except for the desk. The desk is covered in paper and writing utensils. (laughs) He has, essentially, like, a futon that he rolled out for you, um, and clearly one for himself as well. But, uh, other than that, the only other decoration that's not religious, uh, is where he hangs the shield and the gun and the knife that he used to hunt down the Mustang. And those are held, they're, they're placed, it's really odd for you, I'd imagine, because the shrine is often a corner, uh, but those items, uh, the, the knife and the gun and the shield and the, the one holy book, they're set in a way that is way more reverent and way more central than the actual religious stuff. So it just, it feels mm-hmm. a little, uh, backwards to what, what you might expect. But, uh, I think as you're kind of waking up, Rosewood goes outside, opens the cellar and comes back in probably with some vegetables that he like cuts up really quickly and tosses in with whatever he's frying and probably just kind of starts with like a good morning. Did you sleep all right?
1: Good morning. Yeah, I did. Thank you. What are you making?
0: Just Settler's breakfast.
1: What breakfast?
0: Settler's breakfast. S- Sorry. What's uh, that? Well, you can just make kind of a, 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 like a patty out of this particular type of sap on a tree that grows here. Some farmers, that's just all they make, and a lot of protein, a lot of calories, cheap to make, and not a lot of flavor, but... If you're going to be out here for a while, you're going to have to get used to that princess.
1: Um, That definitely bothers her, probably a little visibly, um, just like that term,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, she's really, like, trying to get away from that, and she really hates that people still see her, like, this high-up fancy princess. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and I think that contrast is only made more sharp when he, like, hands you food and a cup of tea, because... He's wearing, he's wearing essentially like what we, we would probably consider like rough Western clothes now, like a really simple cotton shirt and like suspenders and and, and boots and whatnot. And, and you you're kind of described for me what you're wearing because it's even the traveling gear from the New Empire is a little extra.
1: Yeah, she definitely grabbed like the least fancy thing that she could, but it's still noticeable on this planet. So. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, is breakfast done?
0: Uh, no, I mean, it's done. He handed it to you, but, like, I don't know if you've eaten it or not.
1: Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so I just say, like, a a quick thank you. Um, I'm grateful. I'm just trying not to be annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and... I start eating it and it probably is like way more bland than food I've eaten in the past, but so, um, it doesn't bother me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of like, he kind of, he eats really quickly and, um, and starts kind of like wandering about his, his house and like, there's nowhere for him to hide. Right. Like he can't, he can't do anything that you don't see. It's too small. And you watch him put together his bag, which is like this big, heavy canvas bag full. And at first, I think you—I don't know what you would imagine he's putting into it, but it, it starts with like tinctures and uh, probably some of the more high-tech equipment that you've seen in this building. Uh, all of it's uh, doctor and healing equipment, and he's and he's just kind of packing up um, as he's doing that and. He starts. Uh, he probably starts smoking. Doesn't even ask if that might bother you. Uh, but he just kind of pops a pipe in his mouth and like starts, and and it just starts kind of like the tobacco smell starts filling up the, the small house, which I'm sure you smelled the moment you got in there. But, the one thing you don't see him do, you don't see him read any scriptures. You don't see him do any morning prayers or anything. He's just kind of going about getting ready to to probably go to town and do his doctor thing. Um, what, what's Juniper doing outside of, um, choking down some very bland breakfast?
1: Um, I mean, she probably just assumes that he did his rituals like earlier before she woke up Mm -hmm. or something like that. She probably doesn't think much of it. Yeah. Um, And I think as she's eating, she turns to him and she says, Are you going into town today?
0: Yeah, in a little bit. I'll probably ride back. Can I come with you? Uh, I mean, you can. Uh,
1: I'd love to be of any help.
0: I mean, do you know how to set bones? Um... Do you know how to break a fever?
1: I mean... I'm a fast learner.
0: He sighs heavily. And he's like, "Look. I I don't mind you staying here. I appreciate what you did for me with the Mustang. I'm a bit of a private man and I could I could use a little time to myself if you don't mind and Frankly, I don't really want to introduce you to every person I meet uh, while I'm trying to fix their kid's broken leg or whatnot, if you don't mind.
1: Oh, yeah. No, of course. I understand. I, I'm i sorry. I didn't mean to overstep or...
0: You're fine. <laughs>
1: and, like, she's, like, clearly embarrassed because <laughs> she's not used to, like, people telling her no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did that just... It just didn't even enter her mind as an option that he would be like, no. No. <laughs> Um.
1: (laughs) Probably not I mean like she kind of assumed like I I mean she She probably assumed that he like wanted more help Because she helped him with one thing So she's like trying to like keep that up (laughs) Right
0: right He's like look I won't be taking off quite yet I gotta wait for Flint to come in and Drop off what I asked her for So you know It'll be fine
1: Okay um is there anything I can do, like around the house while you're gone?
0: No. Not really. Done all the chores for the morning. For the day, really. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. I don't entertain guests. Ever. Oh
1: no, no. You don't you don't have to entertain me. It's good. It's it's good. I hope you have a good day at work. You said Delilah's coming?
0: Yeah, she'll be <laughs> I imagine she'll be here any moment. You know, uh, she's mighty quick.
1: And I think Juniper just nods and just kind of like eats her breakfast in silence after that.
0: Yeah. So I think it's like I think it's like twenty minutes before Delilah Flint shows up. the The sheriff of Copper Ridge, who you met uh, right when you you landed on Tristful. Um, do Do you say anything, or is it or is it a a 20 minutes of awkward silence between you and, and, and Rosewood.
1: Uh, Hmm. I think like, I think she's kind of waiting for him to speak this time. Like if he doesn't speak, I don't know if she will. (laughs) So besides like the occasional, like, wow, this is so good. Where'd you get these ingredients? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, so, so Rosewood is, is like a, late 20s um, man of like half Asian descent and he's got this long black shoulder length hair that's kind of wavy and thick and kind of always a little bit in his face. He's got like, he kind of looks tired perpetually and he's really scruffy. He might not look so tired if he would shave regularly, but uh, you know. Uh, (laughs) And he doesn't really look like a a father of the faith, but he does kind of give off that air of like, I know what I'm about.
1: Right. I,
0: I don't know if he brings anything up for 20 minutes. I, I this is a man who lives alone wow. and is not polite. He's not a polite human being. So I like to the point <laughs> where I think when you mention that like, Oh, this is really good. He's like, mm-hmm and like walks out <laughs> and sits on the porch, just continue smoking. Like,
1: Oh God. Yeah. Like he's just
0: a, he's just an uncomfortable man. Um,
1: yeah, this makes Juniper, like, very uncomfortable, because she, <laughs> I mean, she was, I'm sure, taught etiquette when she was younger, and, like, and this she has man, no idea how to interact with him outside of, like, a fighting setting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, and this man has Like, none. if they're not
1: working, then.
0: Yeah. Uh, but- Nice, all right. Lucky for you, about 20 minutes later, <laughs> uh, the there's a sound of galloping, and it's, like, an odd gallop. Uh, I- I personally would not know exactly what the gate sounds like because a six-legged gate probably sounds very different from a four-legged one.
1: I'd imagine, yes. Yeah,
0: and so you hear kind of like a hissing, whinny sound, uh, and if you open the door or look out the window, you see Delilah Flint, who's the sheriff of Copper Ridge, wearing wide-brimmed hat, she's got blonde hair, really pale, freckly skin, and a, a sword at her hip. She gets off this lizard horse with that has like six legs. Nice. And um, <laughs> she kind of like takes something out of the sa- like a big sack off the saddlebags, and she and she and uh, uh, um, Rosewood kind of have like a really, what looks like from the outside is like, while it's very curt and very uh, direct, looks like a much more comfortable conversation between the two of them than you've had with Rosewood yet, which is basically like thanks for coming anytime. She's in there, mm-hmm, and like, Flint just walks in, like, there's no good morning, there's no just, it's just immediate. No pleasantries here. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, like, slides the door open, and she says, Juniper?
1: Hi, Miss Flint, good to see you again.
0: Good to see you too. Now, um, and she like, slides the door behind her, and she's like, heard you did some good work yesterday.
1: Oh, I, it was mostly Father Rosewood.
0: Mostly does not diminish.
1: Well, thank you. Now,
0: uh, Rosewood brought to my attention that you are... Well, and she kind of, like, gestures her hand up and down. You, like, standing out. Um, and, uh, quite frankly, those clothes, they won't last very long. Here.
1: Oh, Um, yeah, they were, they were kind of all, they were, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right.
0: (laughs) They're built for something else and I, I can respect that, but, and I don't have much but here and she like opens this like, like drawstring bag and kind of just, she doesn't dump it on the floor, but like holds it open for you. And inside she's like, I mean, we're roughly the same size. If it really doesn't... If nothing really fits well, I mean... There's a tailor in town and you can have stuff taken in or what have you.
1: Oh, are you sure? Yeah. But these are yours.
0: Well... That's fine. Just take what you need.
1: Okay, well thank you. That's very generous.
0: Any friend of Rosewood's is a friend of mine.
1: And I think Juniper nods. um, And I'm like... Interesting man, isn't he?
0: She's like, yeah. He's, um. I've known him since we were children. And, uh. Wasn't always that serious. It was that first Mustang. What changed? The first
1: Mustang. The first one?
0: Yeah. It was a hard night. Hmm.
1: What brought him into the faith?
0: The first Mustang.
1: I ask what exactly happened.
0: I'd ask him when when you know him a little better.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really seem to like me much.
0: <laughs> he likes you quite a bit. Really? He's never let anyone stay the night. He asked me huh. to do him a favor for you. If I wasn't huh I'd say he's quite charmed.
1: Well, that's good to know.
0: <laughs> he just has a rather awful way of showing it. <laughs> Not unkind, no, I exactly, understand. but rough. See. Seeing anything you like?
1: Yeah. What? What exactly is in the bag? Like.
0: I don't know what is in the bag. On like this is. <laughs> there's probably like. There's probably jeans and like heavy jackets and. Cotton shirts and boots, you know, that sort of thing. All made of a, like, some sort of, like, yeah, it feels like cotton. Yeah, it feels like wool or whatever. But it it feels stronger, tougher. There's probably... People mm-hmm. on Trist will... They make clothes to last. They really do.
1: Yeah, I think... I mean, I don't think she's, like, too picky as she's looking through it. Um, uh, I think she just grabs pair of jeans uh a sweater heavy coat Mm -hmm. um pair of sturdier boots than whatever she's wearing
0: fair 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 and flint's looking at you and she's like, how how long have you been a, a a dream blood
1: oh my parents started training me when i was i was fairly young um when was it? Like, early adolescence is when they decided I was ready.
0: Hmm. I've never met one like you. A dream blood. Yeah. There's not many left.
1: Yeah, I I had a good tutor.
0: <laughs> yeah. What about you? My husband taught me.
1: Oh. Does he live here with you?
0: He did. He uh Oh. He used to help Rosewood a lot, like you.
1: I'm I'm sorry. It's
0: the way of things out here.
1: When did you learn?
0: Hmm Six or seven years ago now? He was. He wasn't very good at it, I will say. Not much talent. But he worked really hard, knew the fundamentals. Turns out I had the talent.
1: Did he do the same thing that you do?
0: Flames? Yeah. Flame blood. Yeah. <sighs> the one thing he was real good at, though, he could make these. Like little sparklers, little little fireworks in his hands. Can't seem to manage it. Can't figure it out.
1: Well, that sounds lovely.
0: Yeah, he was. You care about not someone what like that? What was his that? name? Charles.
1: Um... I don't think I've I don't think I've found the right person to care about that way yet. Well, that's all there, right. There there weren't there weren't a ton of people my age where I come from, where I lived.
0: Really? Well I heard that I was I was under the impression that Palace was rather well populated.
1: It is, but I spent most of my time with my parents and the adults who were tutoring me and giving me lessons in school and other things and um you know i some of the people who worked for us had kids my age but i didn't get to see as much of them as i would have liked
0: sorry about that
1: oh no it's okay it's how things are
0: (laughs) i agree well you look um you don't look native quite yet, but eh, we'll get you there. She says, kind of gesturing <laughs> to your clothes. And she's like, the last year might bit longer.
1: Well, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to go uh, start saddling up uh, and uh, take Rosewood into town. So I'm sure he'll want to check on you. Anything else you need, Juniper? Um,
1: is there anything I can help you with? any work I could do, I, I don't, I don't want to be a bother. I just, I, I, I just, I'm grateful for your hospitality and your help and.
0: Are you good with accounting? Accounting? Yeah.
1: Um, I can, yeah, I can, Uh, sure, yeah, I can try that. (laughs)
0: she kind of looks at you with like a certain amount of disbelief she's like so you're telling me you want to come into town and help me fix up the books because a few weeks back we had a dust up with some let's call them less than reputable fellows and I had to repair their whole (laughs) ship for them so you really want to come help me do that you don't want um, to take a day off. Be help.
1: Well, I don't I don't I don't really have anything else to be doing.
0: Well I'll go saddle up and you chat with Rosewood, and if you really want to come help me settle up with some people, uh you're welcome to. <laughs> and she kinda like steps out and Rosewood steps back in and he's like does everything fit alright?
1: Fits great. Thank you so much. I really I really appreciate you letting me stay here.
0: Uh you're welcome. Uh you what are your um what are your plans for the day?
1: Well, Delilah said she might need some help with accounting.
0: Yeah. Ship crash. Town on the town's dime.
1: Huh. Were they visitors?
0: Delivery men, more like. Kind of like the people who brought you. Just, uh... A little more rambunctious, let's say.
1: Hmm. Were they okay?
0: Define okay. They were, uh, live and well. Angry. Mighty angry after. But they're gone now, and all's well. So... And that was some weeks ago. She's just still dealing with the price tag on such a thing. There's no real need for you to help with that. She's got deputies for that reason. What are you going to do with that Mm. thing you found?
1: Well, honestly, I was hoping that maybe if I went to town and helped you all with you know, your your work. Like, I might be able to find someone who would know a little bit more <laughs> about it.
0: I told you before. The people who know about these things, Juniper, I, they're very dangerous and they don't live around here. They're called Seekers of the Eleventh Saint. Who? You wouldn't know about them. They're, uh, Well, frankly, they're a cult, offshoot of the faith. Believe in another false god. Point is, they're interested in anything and everything old empire. Believe it helped them find their god. And they're rather fundamental. I kind of disagree with the church's teachings about blooded folk like you and and Sheriff Flint, but they believe the church doesn't go far enough.
1: Mm.
0: They, uh, if they were to discover you, dream blood that you are, they'd probably shoot you on sight. I'm afraid you're going to have to figure this out on your own. What's wrong with it? You said it was working.
1: There's someone in it.
0: And you think it's a good idea to get them out?
1: Yes. She's in distress. I want to help.
0: And how do you plan on going about that? Waking her up or getting her out or what have you. You can't just do it.
1: not it's not that easy but I th- I think I can. I just I mean I can I can enter her mind. I can talk to her. If anyone can do it, I can.
0: I believe that
1: I'll I'll work on it today.
0: Alright. You don't think it needs like Nah that's yeah, don't listen to me. I'm going to head into town.
1: Wait, it needs what?
0: Well. Well, well bots, robots, droids, they, uh, they uh, interact with the world right through cameras and, and speakers and, and, and microphones, capturing the world around them and bringing it in, right? Like, the difference between being awake right? and being asleep is sensing the world around you and having a presence in it, right? Right. Maybe you need to get something to wake it up. Something it can wake up. It needs, like, for lack of a better term, eyes to wake up with.
1: I could rebuild a mech. Uh,
0: I, has anyone ever done that?
1: But I could try.
0: Suppose you could try. Well, I uh, have a good day, and I'll um. If you're back on in the evening, I'll uh, I'll find something for dinner.
1: All right. Thank you. Yeah. You have a good day too. Y-
0: yeah, you uh, and you as well having one um. <laughs> they so you.
1: awkward.
0: And he kind of like walks out and Flint um, like grabs his hand and pulls him up and, he's, and she's just like smooth and like gallops them away.
1: <laughs> I think Juniper just kind of like waves awkwardly. Yeah. And then turns to go back inside um, and pulls the orb from her bag. I'm going to pull it out and just kind of maybe take another crack at it. Learn anything else that i can about it does rosewood have any like books um
0: there is the old torn up um holy book hanging on the wall uh there are a lot of medical textbooks and reference books Uh, number of of botany and and medicinal herb books as well those are what you can find right off the bat you could go snooping through his things if you want
1: Hmm. <laughs> um I feel like it might she might do that. She <laughs> I think like I but I don't think it's the kind of snooping that has like malicious intent. She's not intending to like learn about stuff that she shouldn't exactly. It's just kind of like if you're like at someone's house and you like and like they're like like you really need to find like tissues or something, and you can't find them. You just kind of like casually open like you a cabinet open one or two. more cabinet <laughs>
0: and then a cabinet after that and suddenly yeah. the whole kitchen's open. Yeah, okay. I've done that. Yep. Uh yep. that definitely yep. sounds like a roll to me. So
1: Okay.
0: Uh you get one die for doing a thing, always. Um are, do you have a trait that works yes. here, you
1: think? This might be Explorer?
0: Yeah, just so you can get curious. I'm trying to
1: learn about new stuff. Yeah, yeah so I'd I'd say curious. Could I count, like, ancient lore? Because that's kind of what I'm trying to look up. Like, see if he has any books on, like, old mechs or, like...
0: Yeah, all right, so... like that. That's four. I think the difficulty here is just two.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Do you want to add any dice from your pool? Use any secrets?
1: I have seven in my pool. hmm I'll just add one. Okay. All right.
0: So you need two hits. Uh, are you on the dice page? Yes. Cool. Got it. All right. That's three hits? That's three hits. So that's a yes. success. All right. Uh, so you... <sighs> Again, this place is pretty austere and it's pretty small. So it takes you like five minutes to go through all of his things. Um, And also not that like it's not even like you are like you turn around and you've gone through everything in the in the building um, outside of maybe the cellar because that's just like food. And you look around and like the house isn't even that messy. Like it just isn't. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're kind of starting, you, you, you start putting stuff back when you kind of hit like a loose floorboard, and you lift it, and there's a heavy looking, I think it's probably like a, a metal tool case sort of situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Would it be locked? I bet you at one point you could have locked this thing, but it's rusted out and now it doesn't have like a latch that you could do that with. So you open it and inside, it's a big box, but mind you, like, uh, like one might call it a trunk is kind of the, and and you, do you lift it out? Like, what are you doing here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely curious about what's inside. So I probably just lift it out on the floor next to me and look at it.
0: Gotcha. So, so there's no like, oh, I found the thing that's super hidden. We're gonna not go all the way, huh?
1: Oh no, she's too curious for that.
0: Cool. All right. So you open the box, and inside are a few things. One is a strange heavy metal helmet, not like a a, a like. For lack of like, we'll just go for the easiest reference, kind of like the Mandalorian's helmet um, from Star Wars.
1: Okay, uh, like All right.
0: completely would cover the face. It does. It's more rounded than that, and it doesn't have like a visor or anything. It's not even fully clear how one would see out of this thing. And it's this mm. got this like dull gunmetal kind of sheen to it, and then under that is, like a set of like heavy robes, and. Armor uh, that kind of oh. kind of matches, and it all matches the gun he gave you. Like you looking mm-hmm. at this, you're like, oh, that six shot pistol that he gave you to fight the Mustang came from this box.
1: Interesting.
0: Next to it is another book, and it is like very simply titled, "The Truth of the Eleventh Saint."
1: Ooh, nice. So I'm gathering that maybe he was associated with them.
0: If not a full member.
1: Okay. Huh. Yeah, because he said that he didn't like what they were doing. Mm -mm. So, I mean, I'm inclined to think that he used to be a member and something happened, but I can't know that for sure. And I assume is what I'm holding like kind of a bible kind of, of sorts yeah okay I want to look through it
0: is this another role
1: <laughs> I mean I'm just I'm trying to get like a general sense of actually I don't even really know what I'm looking for I'm just i am I'm curious about the 11th saint and it sounds like they have information that I need and so I think I'm just trying to get a sense of what they're about
0: Okay, so in short, I think you can get this from some scanning. You're an academic. You're a scholar. You, I believe you. I, I like don't, to read. Yeah, I don't think you need to make a roll for this. <laughs> in short, okay, the, cool. so the book is broken into two basic parts. The first part kind of lays out the like the whole religion. Like, you read the first few passages of each smaller book within the book, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's very similar to how the Bible is structured, with um, which for. Listeners who might not know, because not everybody's Christian. Um, The Bible is is split (laughs) up into smaller books, along with being split into the Old Testament and New Testament. So the first, for lack of a better... Like, the the First Testament is all just kind of laying it out. And you kind of need to, like... You probably go take the proper faith Bible to go cross-reference things. So you're looking at these two books. The faith believes, in its most um, literal interpretation... That the jump gates that connect the Runa system, the way they work, is that there are deities that live inside the jump gates that are the jump gates, and that's why we can't really make them. That's why people can't make them. Is other gods. So that you don't make gods. You don't. It's not technology. It's faith. And so there are ten saints, um, for each of the jump gates. The seekers of the eleventh saint the basic tenet of their whole thing, which is probably pretty clear just from their name, is there's an 11th saint. And by extension, there is an 11th jump gate that leads to a holy land Mm. that they're trying to get to. I see. So that's like the, the whole thing is just basically like, not only is it stories about the whole, the 11th saint themselves and how good they are and how they're, Sealing themselves away for the betterment of people and that really just their chosen few are the ones who are supposed to find like all that good stuff um, The other bit is also about the other Saints driving them away and the proper faith kind of scorning this 11th saint um, But the second half of the book is with very familiar very very familiar and it is for lack of a better term, an instruction manual on how to become something called a blood hunter. It is a... That
1: sounds promising. Yeah.
0: um, (laughs) It is a method of without gaining additional abilities yourself, being able to by scent and through some amount of mental connection, being able to sense um, and hunt down blooded yikes so okay. uh, another like the 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 first part kind of uh elaborates on like the faith is not super pro blooded people with magic in general but the 11th the the, the folks from the 11th saint kind of take that to an, the nth degree like yeah the the main faith isn't being helpful as to extremists them. Do. <laughs> yeah but if you get down to the heart of it their whole thing is like okay the devil's workers those are the blooded that's why they have powers and Mm. through this holy process you will not gain powers but we will teach you how to find them and there's also a lot of information on the capabilities of of blooded people it's a manual on how to hunt them down find them and kill them
1: Okay, yeah, so I'm definitely gonna take a look at this because I wanna know what they know and I wanna know their methods um, just to kind of have some kind of a sense of what they might try to do to me <laughs> if I encounter them.
0: They will try and literally catch your scent. Uh, like, catch my scent? Yeah, like literal scent. Like, the thing that they figured out is that all blooded like release pheromones that are different. Mm hmm. And if you just train yourself in the right way, you can smell them. And so, and every, and you can, the people who are very, very good at it, uh, according to the book, can like tell the difference between a flame blood and a ghost blood. Um, If you'll remember last time when you guys were in the, in the ruin and you and Rosewood Mm -hmm. split up, you never told him you were blooded, but he hung back and said, I can't. Identify your scent But don't hold back
1: Uh,
0: Rosewood probably Knows how to do this
1: Okay Um Huh
0: So yeah their whole thing is like The whole thing is basically like They can't identify us But we can identify them The moment you identify one and you have the opportunity Shoot him Like literally just End it okay. do it make it happen. Okay. So it's all about surprise uh-huh. because they're they're well aware that generally speaking, even with their armor and their and their only real shot on taking down a blooded a person with magic powers is the element of surprise. So. Sure. Or get them in a group. That's the other thing. Is like, gather up your buddies and go get them. Like. Right. I will say this book right. does not preach good things. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: it is a cult.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is.
1: <laughs> um. Okay.
0: So the other reason that they're so, the other reason that they're looking for all this old empire stuff is that they're desperately trying to find the eleventh jump gate, the the eleventh saint, essentially, right? Right. So any piece of old empire tech is interesting to them.
1: Sure. So, a functional um,
0: piece of a mech? Yeah, they'd kill anybody for that. Mm-hmm. The fact that your dream blood is just. would be absolute icing on that cake. So, I, Rosewood was not lying to you in the fact that he's like, don't, no, not these people.
1: Um, right. Yeah, okay. So, I think. I think she's going to, like, secure those things back away. Uh huh. As. best she can Mm -hmm. make them look exactly like they were um and then i think she's gonna go outside yeah and does she
0: feel safe here anymore
1: no not really and i think what she's she doesn't even like really know if this is gonna work Uh but like she wants to try to find um a Type of plant that has like a pretty strong scent and just like keep some away uh, to try to cover up her own if she needs to,
0: yeah. Um, hmm, what would be a or at least good... make it like dimmer, yeah. What would be a good maybe like just some like wild sage,
1: yeah, yeah, something like
0: that. I think you can find that pretty easily,
1: okay. I think she picks like a bunch of it and just kind of stores it away for later. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. What is Juniper up to? Cause that's a lot of, um, sketchy information that mind you, I did not expect you to learn this quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. What is Juniper up to? Cause like, yeah.
1: So, thing is i mean she she tends to have faith in people and she tends to trust people and yes this is sketchy information but he did say that he didn't agree with what they did and he's been kind to her and hospitable and they've been working together and so i think that she wants to believe that he's not going to kill her sure Um, and so I don't I don't think she's just like, oh, my God, like, screw that. I'm going to run away, you know. Uh-huh. But I think she's she wants to get out of the house for a little bit, um, wants to do some thinking. Definitely. She definitely wants to revisit um, the woman in the orb. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I forgot her name. Is it Kate? Or No, no, no. no. I don't know her name. Do I? She doesn't know her own name. She does that. That's what it was. I was like, I feel like the name thing came up,
0: but the I don't The name remember. thing um, super came up, but
1: yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I definitely want to revisit her. Like, I mean, I don't have answers yet, but I told her I'd, like, keep her company, you know? Like, I kind of just want to <laughs> be there for her. So I definitely want to revisit her at some point. And so I think... I think I'm just gonna start walking up through the woods, like north from the house, uh, just to kind of think and to get outside and not be in this house anymore, because it is kind of creeping me out a little bit.
0: Sure, sure. Did you, just out of curiosity too? I have two questions. One, did you take the gun with you? Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Lady Blackbird was developed by John Harper. Sound Scrapes created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. And if you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening to Diceology.